Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our heroes tried to get some rest before heading to the ruins of Harpshield Castle. But like a bad dream, filled with Gricks and Orcs, trouble kept finding them each time they rested their weary heads. Gross Gricks were no match for the party and Badge Badge was saved. But before they could get comfortable, Orcs were upon them, and Elric was soon a pincushion of javelins. With his tutelage in danger, Jake unleashed Armageddon, and the night air filled with the smell of smoldering Orc butthairs. For the third time, our weary heroes tried to get some shut-eye, but were interrupted when Badge Badge warned Elric of approaching Orcs. Two arms! Orcs were mocked and badges were avenged. Bodies were dragged into the underbrush. Reports were filled out in triplicate. With Cullen gravely injured, our adventurers moved a mile west of the road to try and avoid any more orc patrols. Will they make it through the night and get in a rest? Will Cullen go into the light? How do you stab someone in the face gently? Has Jake's missing streak finally ended? Who knows? Let's find out in this week's episode of Skirt of the Sword Coast. So you guys have been having a tough night here in the Ardeep Forest, trying on three separate occasions to get some sleep, and each time your rest was interrupted, once by Grix and twice by Orcs. The final time, Cullen was gravely wounded and now lies unconscious in your camp here, which is about a mile west from your previous camp and the path that led you here. The reason you moved west was that when Asilius scouted the area, he found an orc camp about a quarter mile up that path. So you guys decided that if you moved further west of the path, you might have a better chance of avoiding more orc patrols and therefore getting some sleep. Well, that reasoning paid off because the sun is rising and you made it through the night and finally got a long rest. Yay! Uh, Finally. How did I get here? <laughs> so now you guys have two options to get to the hill that rises out of the center of the Ardeep Forest, which is where, according to the map, lies the ruins of Harpshield Castle. And according to Falarian Philvendorsen, the map's previous owner, Ancient Treasure. So option one is to head back east to the path and then take the path north to the hill and possibly deal with more orcs. And option two is to cut through 
the R-Deep forest and head straight for the hill. Yeah, so that's what I would like to do. Um, other people of the party? Well, I would suggest that um, that Esmeralda um, see what fluffy ball uh, yeah, creature that. And, and maybe that yeah, creature no. could scout on the ground as Basilius scouts through the air. Well, daylight, my raven can scout as well. Yep. That as well. Yeah, so go ahead and roll your portent and roll your fluffy ball and whatever else you guys want to do to prepare before you leave. Basically, I, I agree that we should try and get to the hill through the forest. All right, so Esmir is going to sit under a tree and then make all kinds of weird sounds and pick stuff out of her hair and floof it up in the air and look all fancy and see if I can foresee anything. So I rolled a 13 for my one portent. And for the next one, came as something good, a 17. Those are both good. Okay, and then I'm gonna get my bag of tricks out. Oh, hello, floof, floof. Giant Giant rats. Well, hey there, giant rat. We're all like, whoa. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that freaks me out even more than Badge Badge. The giant rat is your friend, okay? Okay, I'll trust you. So, calm down. So I'll trust down. you. I, can you get him to, like, to stop sniffing my leg, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the plan is to cut through the forest, and you're going to leave your horses here? Yeah, we're going to have to. Yes, we're going to find a safe place for our horses by a little pot, like a little thing of water. All right, so you guys find uh, a place that's semi, you think might be a good place to leave the horses and cross your fingers and and hope that um, they'll be there when you return. The and horses are always there. A little, a little sheltered, coops, a little sheltered grove, glade. All right, so you get your horses settled and you guys head into the forest. And as you travel deeper and deeper in, you guys realize that this is an ancient woods. There are trees here that have seen the empire of elves come and go, and they tower over you, casting emerald shadows on the forest floor. And as you're traveling, I would like whoever is leading the way to give me a survival check. And you can do it with advantage because you have an owl and a raven uh, flying above, helping you out. Uh, well, we have to figure out who's in front because um, my survival is a plus five. Right, whoever's got the highest survival will go in the front. I have no bonus. I have a straight survival. Okay. I'm negative modifier. I will go first. So yeah. I'm rolling a survival roll with advantage. Mm-hmm. All righty. A 19 plus five, 24. Excellent. Uh, so Jake, with the help of your winged companions, easily keeps you on the right track towards the ruins. And it's about midday when you finally reach your destination. Before you, the forest begins to thin and grasslands begin to rise up along with an enormous round hill. And atop this hill, though it's still a ways off, you can kind of see on the hill's broad top, 
the ruins of some kind of structure. And after a moment, you make out that this is indeed the ruins of a castle. And with the exception of a cylindrical stone tower, only the castle's foundation walls remain. Other than that, you can't see much else because it's because um, it's atop the hill uh, above you. Okay. okay, that makes sense. I can see that. So if you guys want to get a read on what's going on on the top of the hill, you're going to have to uh, send out your familiars and do some recon. Okay, um, before we do that, Esmeralda is going to be like, all right, guys, just everyone chill for a sec. And then I'm going to pull out a piece of my cured leather, a little piece of leather um, out of probably like out of my bra or something like that. And I'm going to do a spell, cast Mage Armor on myself. Okay, so now your armor class is 16. Go ahead and check that uh, spell slot off. And now it's time for some recon. Uh, Esmir and Elric sit cross-legged across from each other and they go into their trances. And a moment later, their winged familiars take off into the sky and they start to do their drone scouting mission around the ruins atop this hill. Okay. Elric is like, this is weird. It's okay, it's okay. It only hurts your brain a little bit. It tickles a little bit. This is weird. (laughs) Now I got the raven flying around. All right, so Esmir and Elric snap out of their their trance as their birds finish their uh, scout of this uh, of these ruins and you guys uh, together draw out a map you're sitting there on the paper and you're like no no what yeah don't forget that part okay yeah oh and this part sticks out over here yeah 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 and you guys together draw out this map and uh, you guys can see uh, what I've uncovered there and this is what Elric and Esmir tell the party that the foundation walls that go around this entire ruin are 10 feet high and 10 feet thick, but they are rough. And the stonework is clearly the stout and precise construction of dwarves, but it's built to support a castle in human style and only the foundation is left. So imagine as you're looking at this map that it's like the basement, right? The foundation of this castle. And hundreds of years of passing seasons have erased all trace of the wood fortifications that stood atop these walls, right? So it was like a 10-foot-high foundation wall, and then on top of that was built a wooden castle, right? A wooden structure. Hmm. You see what looks like um, along the perimeter of this old foundation are spaces where you guess there used to be guard towers. In these spaces, you guys saw short stone ramps that led up to the curtain wall. So you can see there's like these little ramps that go up to the top of this curtain wall, this foundation here. Okay. And um, you also took notice right away that over here, there is a large breach in the curtain wall. A sizable portion of the foundation wall is collapsed, leaving a gap. 
and there's a heap of rubble there and it doesn't look fresh the collapse of this foundation wall happened a long time ago and then over here is an arch the rising path to harp shield castle passes under a great stone arch that connects the foundations of the main curtain wall to the base of a detached tower there to the south right so over here this is part of the main wall and then under over here is this detached old detached tower or the foundation of a detached tower and the road goes underneath this big arch right and connecting these two portions of the castle a roofed wooden structure with several windows stands on the stones of the arch and there's a chimney on the roof and smoke billows out of it so this roofed causeway connects the main castle area mm. to the detached tower and beneath that is the arch beneath. basically at the floor of it is the arch underneath this this is an yeah. arch right and there's this like kind of art uh passageway this closed enclosed passageway okay. that connects it with a roof um so you can see here that this detached tower does not have a roof and you also noticed Esmir and Elric as the owl and raven flew around that the keystone of the arch is adorned with the eroded relief of a harp with a, within a triangle of stars. Okay. Um, and then you can see that the path that goes underneath the arch continues around the curtain wall to a small gate in the northwest corner up here right mm -hmm. so that's like an entrance gate into the castle or the foundation there so going into the courtyard here right you guys saw that this courtyard was once paved in stone and the castle courtyard now is just overgrown with weeds and up here in the northern section this area up here you see a crude wooden hall that stands against the northern stretch of the curtain wall there it's about 10 foot high it has a roof and smoke also billows out of a chimney here and you can tell right away that this building is not an original part of the castle but still it's very old it's been here for a while in the middle of the castle of the courtyard uh, next to this circular is a circular stone well and stand oh. and next to it <laughs> and not going by that well mm -mm. and next to that stone well is a standard depicting an upturned crescent moon crossed by two slashes it hangs from a pole that's topped with a human skull mm. And in this southern section of the courtyard is a cluster of crude hide tents that stand around a campfire. Okay, do those, can I ask a question? Yep. What about those symbols we saw? Do any of those, I mean, the harp one is probably the harp shield, like sigil or something, right? Mm-hmm. Well, do we know? Do we know Please. from history? History? Um, sure. Go ahead and roll some histories if you'd like to see if you've seen that before. 
the slashy tenant. I got a whopping six. Let's see what I get. A three. That's a flag, all right. Eleven plus five. I got five. a twenty-five. Eleven plus five. Good? I got. I got that's a very good. <laughs> I said I do read a lot of books. So, Esmir, you um, are not sure what What? that symbol represents or who it represents, but you definitely can tell from seeing it that that's a a sigil of an orc clan. Orcs. Are we talking about the one on the flag or are we talking about the one on the the keystone? On the flag. Ah, gotcha. All right, so you also notice that in this corner up here, uh, you easily see in the northeastern corner there a 40-foot-tall cylinder stone tower that still remains intact. And next to it, to the south, right here, is what looks like the base of what might have once been a great tower, but now only its foundation remains. Inside, um, you guys saw through the birds an enormous ring of rusted iron or steel. It uh, juts from the eastern wall. And underneath that ring is a pile of dried grass, bones, and fur. And on that ring is a long chain that connects to a massive iron collar that is around the neck of a 10-foot-tall thousand pound ogre Ooh. yeah that's their pet orcs and ogres yeah and yeah this place is well fortified Pee-you. so are you guys gonna kind of uh watch for a while and make some rounds with the birds or climb up into a tree and see what you can see or are you guys gonna just start moving i think we should probably like you were suggesting send a the raven and the owl to see if there's any kind of like guard pattern or like guards that are on a patrol of any kind of regular interval what's the All right. the the um the orcs what's the other thing called the ogre, ogre. what's ogre. their whole deal I, I'm not. Right. Well, roll me some uh, history or nature if you'd like to see if you know something let me plumb the depths of my memory I shall roll a history check. I'm going to roll a history check as well. My memory doesn't go back very Didn't far. Didn't I roll again? Elric did very well. Yeah, a 22. And I just can't seem to recall anything, even though, you Wait, know, I think it's with I... all of the other reading I've been doing lately. Hmm. All this other One stuff. One thing it's just... out another. Ooh, yes. I rolled another. Oh my God, another natural 20. <laughs> That's amazing. She's on her history. history. It's all coming back. You need to be on. So, Esmir, here's what you know. You know that ogres are classified as giants. You know that they are not only super strong, but they're also extremely lazy and are legendary for their stupidity and furious tempers. They are usually solitary, but they do associate with goblins, orcs, and trolls, and they practically worship giants. So um, it is kind of strange that this one is chained up. Um, Other than that, you know that their favorite food is dwarves, uh, but elves and halflings are tasty too. Oh, ogres. 
Do they not do they like eat orcs? That's the question. Do they eat orcs? Well, it doesn't seem that way, uh, because the ogre seems to be uh, quite docile uh, in this pen there with this chain around its neck. It doesn't seem to be very bothered by that. And as you guys are observing and sending your familiars around to different parts of the ruined castle, you observe that the courtyard is active with orcs doing whatever business, going in and out of tents, going in and out of the wooden building to the north there, uh, going in and out of the tower, etc. And the ogre doesn't seem to be bothered by them um, or angry at them. And you also observe uh, in your flyovers that in this roofed arch section uh, that goes over the road, connecting to the main castle to the detached tower, that there's a window on uh, the eastern and western walls of the causeway. And you observe an orc in each window watching the mm. road from above there. Mm. And finally, you observe uh, that there is a patrol of two orcs that makes its way around the castle foundation perimeter. They walk around the inside of the castle and they go up these ramps that are positioned where you guys think castle towers used to be centuries ago. And they go up a ramp, they look around for a bit, then they make their way down and go to another ramp and look okay. around, so on and so forth. And Is there any pattern of their watch? Um, there's not really a timing, but they do, you know, it might take them, you know, 20 minutes to make their way around the castle. Okay. Well, if we, are they going clockwise or counterclockwise? They're going counterclockwise. So if we wait for them to go to this last ramp here, at the bottom, um, yep. then that means they're going to be on the other side of the keep for a few minutes. And then we you can know. come in from the west over by those other ramps up above. Well, the only other door that we could really use would be a way to get in unnoticed, I would think, might be this door. Yeah. But what about, what about the rubble? You mean here? Yeah. And that means crossing underneath the arch where they're watching the road. Right. What I would like to do, and tell me if this, if we can do this, you see where you've got the 30 mark right now? Yeah. If we can maybe fly the raven up there and just have him perch himself right on the corner up there and check out that wooden structure, see if there's any windows and see if we could see anything that's inside of the wooden structure. Okay. Uh, so the familiars take a fly over there. And they take a closer gander at the western section and door, and they see that inside of the castle, in a little shack with uh, an open front, uh, imagine like a ticket booth at a carnival or something, sits an orc lazily watching that western door. If we can't, we can't walk in the the into the courtyard through the damaged wall because there's orcs in there. You know, they'd raise the alarm. Same thing goes for that small door, although that might be a plan B if we can't get in any get in in any other way, in any other way. But uh, right now, I'm not seeing a really obvious way in. So, what do you guys think? Should we reconnoiter to the northwest? 
Seems like there's a lot of dudes in there. Let's see. Well, I mean, we could always just throw in the towel on this because, you know, it is very well guarded. There's lots of enemies if we... So hold on a minute. There is something in the woods on this map that is looks like a hole in the ground. And I don't know if the GM can explain that. Right where those ramps are on the western wall, there are these. there's a tree between two trees... There appears to be some kind of a hole. Oh, yeah, I see that. Mm. It's like a bunny hole. There's a bunny in there. (laughs) Shark teeth. Like one of the Monty Python bunnies. It'll like send a a raven or an owl to investigate. I could send my little uh, whiskers. Whiskers. I I could send a raven out there. (laughs) Go sniff it out. Go sniff. Go sniff. Uh, I, I tell Elric, Elric, you're doing so good with your birdie. I send him over there and check out the hole. Okay. I'll send him over there to check out that, what appears to be a hole. Okay. So uh, Elric's eyes go white and the raven takes off. And the raven flies over and lands outside the hole in question there. And Elric can see that it is indeed a decent sized hole that goes into the side of the hill there. You could easily make your way in if you duck down. Uh, Esmir could make it no problem. And the raven hops up to the hole and looks in. It's dark, but some sunlight filters in. And it is indeed a tunnel that leads into darkness. Well, maybe we could sneak our way up along that western side, keeping hidden between those trees and those embankments and stuff, and come in and uh, take a look in there. Do you want me to send whiskers? And then we could get up there and you could send whiskers down and see what he can scope out, maybe. Can rats see in the dark? They can in Chicago. <laughs> sure <you> can. <laughs> well, we know they have a guard rotation on that side, so we'll just wait until they, you know, are gone yes. from the closest one of those ramps to us, and then we go. Okay. Okay. So you guys leave the cover of the Ardeep Forest and approach the ruins from the west, avoiding the orcs watching the road there. You easily find cover in the tall grass and clumps of trees, and you wait until the patrol heads to the eastern side of the ruins, and you make a break for the hole in the side of the hill, and you take cover there in the group of, uh, group of trees there, and you look into the hole. Let's all stare at this hole. <laughs> Hello down there. And then you knock their ass from a hole a on minute. the ground. Emma say, shush, shush. Guys, don't get too close to the hole, okay? Yeah, well, check it out. Could be serpents. I don't suppose anybody's got some rope. No, just I'll send a rat in there. <sighs> well, it's not like a hole that drops uh, into the earth. It's like a hole in the side of the hill. Right. Mm. Like a bunny hole. Uh, if you guys would like, you can uh, give me a nature or a survival check. Mm. Okay, because something scary is going to pop out of there. I know it. Oh, it's a creature's den. It's not a roll. It's a creature's lair. That's why I'm saying <laughs> stand back. I roll a three. That's, that's a hole. Right. That's a Come hole. on. Oh. 
Nine. That's a whole lot of holes. Oh, look at that. A one. Ooh, I rolled a two plus three is a five. I'm like, yeah. All right, well, you all rolled pretty poorly and all agree that it's definitely a hole in a hill. <laughs> but your observation does conclude that if you all went single file, you could enter this tunnel. Can we send the rat first? Yeah, can I send whiskers in? You can send whiskers in, yeah. Okay, so I'm like gonna, I'm gonna crouch down. Well, I don't have to crouch that far. And I'm gonna rub his cheeks. And I'm like, listen, whiskers, this could go bad, but you gotta take one for the team. Go down in the hole and see what happens, okay? Tell me what's going on down here, okay? 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 All right. So he kind of looks at you like, okay. And then he makes his way into the hole and disappears into the darkness. All right. So the whiskers goes in there and you guys wait for a while and you wait for a while and you wait for a while. You guys wait for about 15, 20 minutes and no whiskers. And we have, and we haven't heard any squeak, squeal, nothing. Nothing. Okay, then uh, I think that we um, need to go in. So Can again, Basilius, walk, go down there. Mm-hmm. Okay, AC, go down there and see if you can find whiskers. All right. <clears throat> so AC goes in there. And you, uh, do you want to do your trance and look through his eyes? Um, yes. Okay, so AC goes in and his dark vision kicks in and you see through his eyes a dark, cramped, tight tunnel with rough, craggy walls that have been dug out of the stony earth. And the tunnel just seems to go on further than his dark vision can see. So how far do you want him to go down? He can go 100 feet and still keep the connection uh, through his senses. Okay. As far as he can go, but if he sees something, I want him to freeze. Okay. So he continues in deeper and the tunnel just keeps going and going. And then at about 100 feet, you think you can see the tunnel open up into a cavern of sorts. Okay. Esmir, can you yes. see can you see your um, little rat friend? You do not see the rat anywhere. I almost think that we should all go into the hole. I agree. Which way does okay. the tunnel lead? Does it lead towards the castle or away from the castle? It leads towards the castle. Okay. We should go down in there. Esmir, you go first. Okay. <laughs> well, we can't see in the dark, so I'm going to light a torch and bring up the rear. Okay. Well, you know then what? I think you know what? We've got candles. Fun. We should light candles so that we're not giving ourselves away too much. Perfect. Okay. So we'll each light a candle. I shall curse the darkness. <laughs> in between us, you'll be able to see oh. though, because you're yeah. within a five-foot overlap of bright light. Okay. Okay. So, you guys head into the hillside and start to follow this dark, cramped tunnel. Esmir leads the way with Asilius scouting up ahead, and then Jake, Elric, and Cullen 
follow behind in single file with their candles. And the candlelight dances along the walls of this rough, excavated tunnel, creating flickering shadows in the darkness that make the walls seem to breathe. It's the upside down. Are we in something's esophagus? <laughs> this is no cave. But you know okay. what's ahead. Shelob. Shelob, yeah, exactly. We're like walking in this complete darkness with the uh, can't see candles. a thing. We have candles. See a million eyes. Okay, I'm trying to think if I... You know what? I'm going to have Asilius fly up ahead, but I'm not going to go into a trance because we can communicate in short distances. Okay, okay, let's move along. So let's make our way to Asilius. Don't forget. Do we hear? Do I hear anything up ahead? You know, how about everyone give me a perception roll as you're creeping through this tunnel? Oh boy! So I rolled a six and a f- I got a, an eleven. So the time. Hey, finally, twenty-one. All right, you guys are slowly making your way through this tunnel. The candle bearers only able to see about 10 feet in front of their faces. Past that, it's pitch black. You guys are following Esmir, who can see about 60 feet in front of her, and AC is up ahead scouting. When Cullen, who's bringing up the rear, suddenly stops and whispers to you guys, did you hear that? It sounds like rumbling in the earth. Oh boy. Oh boy. In the rock. So I look back at him and I say, in the rocks at our sides? Up in the ceiling or up ahead? Just like in the in the earth. Okay. Um, hmm. What can we do here? Can I send a Silius forward? Yeah. send him here. Okay. Stay close, boy. Okay, so Esmir, you watch as Asilius moves forward to scout further, when suddenly you see, out of the tunnel wall, erupt four tentacles that reach out for Asilius. There he is. A Greek. 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 <laughs> just, uh, just another Greek in the wall. <laughs> All in oh, no. just another. So the tentacles lash out and they hit. Mm. They wrap around the owl and squeeze. And then the tentacles reel the owl in and Asilius disappears no! down the Greek's gaping beak. And oh, feathers no floof way. out into the tunnel and float to the floor. Oh. Roll initiative. Oh. Time to kill some Gricks. 18. Uh, 12. 16. 7. And I'm going to say, Gricks, guys, be ready. We're going to kill all these sons of bitches. I prepare myself. <laughs> right, right. All right, Elric. You're creeping down this cramped tunnel, surrounded by inky darkness. Cullen and Jake's candles, your only source of light. 
you can see Esmir in the front slowly walking into the black void, when suddenly she stops as you hear commotion ahead and she yells out, no, what do you do? I can't see, and I don't have a candle. I'm relying on Jake and uh, Cullen with their candles. Because, uh, you know, I've got both hands on my glaive. So I'm wondering if I should prepare prepare uh, a flame bolt, a fire bolt. Okay. And what's what's the trigger for that? Uh, if, I, if, if, if any enemy, if any monster shows up in my vision. Okay. So a little ball of fire just starts to kind of kindle in your palm as you prepare a firebolt for anything that happens. And you're like, what? I can't see. What? What's happening? I can't see. All right, Esmir, you're up. Can Asilius attack? Or is he dead? Asilius is dead. Okay. Asilius is being swallowed. That's not And cool. then the Grick is like, wait a minute. This is not a real owl. It has no flavor. <laughs> it has no flavor. But you know what does have flavor? the blood when it comes up your throat after I kill you. I'm <laughs> um, oh. going to, um, I'm going to hunt, I'm going to get down on my knees. I'm going to hunch down and shoot a firebolt at this Grick. Okay. Just in case someone wants to shoot something over me or step over me. Okay. Um, you can go ahead and launch a firebolt at him and do it at a negative two. Because uh, he's kind of inside the stone walls here, the, or in the earth, and he just kind of jumped out of this crack to take a swipe at Asilius. So he's got partial cover. Okay. I think I might use my um, my portent and use my 13. Yes. I had a bad feeling this morning that something was going to happen to Asilius. And I told myself that if something happened to him, that I saw myself attacking. Okay. So, so I make a, a little 13 hits. Um, yes. A 13 plus your spellcasting modifier will hit even with a partial cover. So go ahead and roll damage. Eight. Eight points. All right. That puts him into heavy. It squeals from the fire, and its tentacles flap around. Stupid Grick. So, Cullen, you see Esmir yell, no, then crouch down and launch a firebolt into the darkness. The firebolt splashes against the tunnel wall, and for a split second, the light from the blast illuminates the dark, and you see tentacles writhing in fiery pain. And then an instant later, the tunnel goes dark again. What do you do? So for my action, I'm going to light my torch with my candle and put, you know, stuff out, <clears throat> jam the candle in my pocket, pull only one sword, and I can move uh, normally 30 feet. So I'm going to go to here with the torch I will use as a weapon. As I'm going, do I encounter any Gricks? You do not. Okay, so Cullen lights a torch and its light illuminates the tunnel and you all can now see the nasty Grix tentacles slithering out of the wall. Then Cullen uh, passes all of you as he rushes ahead into the tunnel towards it. 
All right, Jake, it's your turn. I'm gonna move 30 feet. Um, can I see it in the walls? You can. I'm going to stalk you on the snoot, you say, bastard. It does not have a snoot. It has a beak. I miss with an 11. Well, it's dark in there. So you run up to the grick and you swing your mace at the flailing tentacles and miss. And then the grick lashes the tentacles towards your face. Come on, beaky. And hits with an 18. The sticky tentacles wrap around your head and do... 10 points of damage. Ouch. The Grick then pulls your face towards its razor sharp beak. Back my head away. <laughs> oh, and it misses. Yes, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> the Grick was reeling you into its snapping beak, and at the last second you pull back, and the beak snaps shut a hair from your nose. Elric, you can now see everything thanks to Colin's torch and you just watch Jake run to the Grick, and now Jake has tentacles wrapped around his head, and his face is being pulled into its snapping beak. Okay, I'm gonna run forward too. I can move 30, and the Grick is 10 feet away from me. So, uh, let me go to actions. I already got him targeted. So, flame bolt. And you hit. Nice. Roll damage. Eight points. And that kills it. Oh, nice work. Good Thank fireball you. thing. And I'm picking I'm picking tentacles off of by the back of my head and <laughs> off of my shoulders. Thank you, Elric, my boy. I see you're getting no quite skilled at your magic that that gnome is teaching you. Yes, yes I am. Okay. Let's all just stop and have a moment of silence, shush, for Owly. He serves us well. We'll see him again tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. He still died. So actually to bring back Asilius, you need to uh, perform the ritual, which takes an hour. So you don't even have to wait till tomorrow. You just need an hour uninterrupted. Okay. All right, so you guys are standing in this tunnel with a burnt and twitching grick at your feet. And in the flickering light of Cullen's torch, you humans see the tunnel continue into darkness. The gnome sees that up ahead, the tunnel splits like a Y to the left and to the right. Ooh. Say the right hand. Okay. I concur. Well, we don't know. We can't even see it. So we need Esmir to tell us what's going on. What's going on? Uh, The tunnel splits into a Y right up ahead. Do you see anything to the right of the Y? Not yet. Nope. What about to the left? Nope. I can go up a little bit more and see. Let's creep forward and see what you see. I'm going to stay here and wait for you to report. Okay. So, Esmir, you creep forward and can see right away that the tunnel to the left gets narrower, while the tunnel to the right gets wider. You take a look down both tunnels. To the left, you see that the thinner tunnel goes into an area where it looks like there is a 
makeshift barrier constructed of logs. It seems to be blocking something. Mm. And with your dark vision, you can also tell that the area with the wooden blockade has smooth stone walls. Um, it's not, it's no longer rough uh, like the walls you're in now. And then to the right, uh, the wider tunnel seems to lead to a bigger okay. chamber. So I'm going to go back over here and I'm going to tell the guys what I see. Okay. I'm going to say to the to the left, the skinny there's a skinny chamber and it ends with yada yada, a wooden thingy. I'm going to look at Elric and I'm going to say, when you were studying her with all those years, did she ever mention a yada yada wooden thingy? Would you be able to yada, yada wooden thingy? Would you be able to translate? No. I don't speak gnome. <laughs> now you're talking about the thing to the left, right? Yada yada is right next to thingamajigger in the gnome dictionary. <laughs> Duh. All right, so let's go to the right. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I don't think we should go rustle the wooden thingy until we check out what's in this tunnel. If and it's to the right. loaded, if the right tunnel is chamber is loaded with gricks. I'd like a way out into a non-rick-infested like tunnel. Well, no, the, but I think that that way, where the barrier is, orcs have set up a temporary barrier there to block the gricks from getting into the dungeon. So, Cullen, your plan is, is that if we run into a bunch of gricks, to run into a bunch of orcs? No, it's to, <laughs> it's to move the wooden barrier so that if we do run into gricks, we have- And we can run into orcs. Yes, that is the okay. plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go back to your grade book. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, kids. We all know Either I was way. not the best student, but that does not mean <laughs> my stratagems are unwise. <laughs> He's an impetuous youth. He is. He is. Um, I say that I'm following you. You're the only one who can see down here. <laughs> Let's go kill us some Gricks, and then we'll worry about the orcs and the ogres and the whatever other stinky beasts we bump into. Yada yada wooden right. thingies? The yada yada <laughs> wooden thingies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys decide to leave the yada yada wooden thingies for now and head <laughs> deeper into the Grick tunnels. And as you start to go down the right path, I want everyone to give me a perception check. Okay. I got a 14. I got a 18. Perception. I got a 7. 13 here. Jake, with your perception roll, you hear from down the right tunnel the sound of dripping water and what sounds like rustling or crunching. Hmm, there's rustling toward the right. Could be more gricks. Maybe it's a goblin with a bag of chips. <laughs> goblin with snacks. Can I can I ready a firebolt and if I see a grick, shoot it? Does sure. it work like that? Mm -hmm. So I think I, I, I'll stealthily go like right here and if I see a Grick, I want to fire my, my uh, a firebolt at him. Move forward. Okay, I'm gonna go 
here and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little looky loo around the corner here. Uh, I'm gonna follow. Don't make noise. So Esmir and Jake, you start down the right tunnel, and the sound of dripping water gets louder and louder as the tunnel begins to open up into a larger chamber. You peer around the corner, and the sound of dripping water echoes around this chamber as rainwater drips from the ceiling and down the walls. The floor is damp and littered with the bones of small animals. And sitting in the middle of this chamber, munching on the carcass of what looks like a giant rat, is a nasty grick. Does the meat look somewhat fresh that's still stuck to the bones? (laughs) Yes, it looks a little fresh. It looks like whiskers. Looks like whiskers. Uh, (laughs) A few whiskers laying on the ground. Sorry, Esmir, I didn't mean to laugh. I should have never let him go down the grick hole. Well, the Grick there munching on whiskers suddenly looks up at you, Esmir, and its tentacles begin to flail, and it hisses at you. Now, you had a firebolt prepared, correct? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Fire it up. Hold on. I'm gonna... Excuse me, Grick, I'm gonna target you, and I'm gonna shoot a firebolt at you. Hit. Roll damage. Come on! Alright, you killed it. Wasted it with a nine. Nice. Oh, you kill my rat. I'll burn you alive. (laughs) Alright, nice shot. So you look around this chamber, the grick smoldering and twitching with a half-eaten whisker still in its clutches, and you see that this chamber has two more tunnels, one to the north, just like the previous chamber, and one to the east. The eastern tunnel uh, curves and leads into darkness. The northern tunnel, just like the one in the previous chamber, leads into a hallway with smooth man-made walls. Ah, see. I think that we have reached the dungeon area beneath the castle, and we can start to see out of the burrows into the man-made structures. Correct. Well... Dwarven made. Dwarven made. Thank you for the Dwarves. technicality. Fine crafts. But you are correct. Dwarves. That is okay. Good. My mentor. You were always a okay. good history student, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do another little Scooby-Doo tiptoe over here and look down here? Yes. So you head down the eastern tunnel and see that it goes on for a ways and then curves to the right. And you turn the corner and you see the tunnel opens up to a large chamber. It seems much bigger than the last chamber. And from here, you see a large pile of masonry rubble near the entrance. And emanating from this chamber is a dim yellow light. Esmir, what do you see? Just more tunnel. Do I, let's, let's, let me listen. Perception, let me listen. Oh, I can hear so well right now. I feel so <laughs> alive. <laughs> With the best the hearing. Natural 20. The best hearing ever. Just call me Lindsay Wagner. <laughs> 
So again, you hear the sound of dripping water, but with your excellent perception roll, you can also faintly hear something moving around in that chamber, but you can't really see much more of this chamber until you move around that corner. I don't think it's worth going in there. So you're saying if I go here, I can see more? Probably another square, yeah. Because you got to make it around the corner, right? In order to see down there. All right, I'm going to do that. Okay. Stealthily. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you sneak up and look around the corner to get a better look. And like the last chamber, this chamber is damp and moist from the seepage of water through the ceiling and walls. And the first thing you notice is that the yellow-green light is emanating from a yellowy-green, glow-in-the-dark, fuzzy fungus. And the second thing you notice is that nestled in parts of this rubble and fungus are several oblong blue-green eggs about the size of a human fist. Mm. Do they look familiar? I don't know. Should I roll my nature? Sure. Okay, I got a 16. Uh, You're pretty confident that that egg came out of a Grick. Smash him. So I'm going to come back here and I'm going to tell the gentleman, my companions, what I just saw. There's some rustling. There's some slimy, sticky, ooey-gooey Grick eggs. And the whole place is just gross. What do you guys want to do? Well, this this is the thing. We got to weigh whether or not the benefit, the possible reward of what's in that chamber against the, the how much damage we might take discovering what's in that chamber. Right. It's just, it's just some nasty Grick eggs, whatever. But if, like, they have left if the victims, previous Grick victims have left treasures or other valuables that might be worth scavenging, then uh, then I say we go for it. But there's no way to know. There is I no agree, way to know. I agree, man. I, I agree. I think I we, agree. You know, we didn't come here to run away from no damn crickets. You know what I'm That's, saying? Okay. Then we can go forward and we can take <laughs> out the gricks, take out their eggs so they don't produce more gricks, and uh, see if they're uh, just Have like some. Cullen said. Uh, Esmeralda, I agree that you should continue forward. Let's just keep exploring. (laughs) Yes, let's go kill things. Onward. Onward, okay. Okay, onward to kill things. All right, so you guys exit this tunnel and enter this chamber. A dim and sickly green glow fills uh, the excavated cavern, and dripping water echoes off its rough walls. As you slowly make your way in, Cullen's torchlight penetrates the darkness, and you can see now that this cavern is much larger than the last one. And in the southern half of this chamber lays a section of rubble that is covered with this fuzzy, glowing mold. And uh, nestled in various places amongst this rubble are those blue-green eggs. And north of this rubble are three large boulders. Two of them are near the northern wall, and one of them uh, lies near the eastern wall. Okay. And you can also now see 
that in the eastern wall, in the northeast corner there, is another tunnel. Okay. So if we touch the fungus, will we get hurt? I don't know. Let's avoid touching the fungus, just in case. Well, do but if I it's know? all over the floor. Um, if you want to take a closer look at it and check it out, you can go ahead and give me a nature check. Okay. 13 plus 3 is 16. Okay, so you bend down and take a closer look and you recognize this as a bioluminescent mold that thrives in damp locations. Um, Though uncommon, uh, this far above the underdark, it is completely harmless. All right, so I'm like, it's cool, guys. It's actually doing us a favor, giving us some extra light. So as you guys uh, continue to creep into this chamber here, I want everyone to roll me a perception check. Perceptions. I perceive much. 12. Natural 20. 17. All right, Cullen, you hear something move behind the eastern boulder at the edge of the rubble there. Ah, I point and I give the, you know, universal sign for, you know, I think something's going on over behind that rock. All right. Um, Do I see the eggs? You do see the eggs, yes. Where are they at? They're in the rubble right here. I see. I'm going to walk, assuming it's my turn to do so, I'm going to go ahead and walk over just 15 feet over to here where, towards the center of where those eggs are at. Okay. I'm going to yell down to, not yell, but I'm going to say to Cullen, crush the eggs. Nothing like the sweet smell of Grick eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no Cook up some Grick eggs. Smells like victory. Little French Grick <laughs> toast. <laughs> there is fresh as the breeze. Eggs come to you fresh every day. Serve them any way you please. Eggs are natural and economical, so keep enough on hand. Nature made them nice and neat. High in protein and only 80 calories each. Eggs are a natural wonder for meals, snacks, appetizers, whatever. All you do is heat and eat. Eggs don't run out. The incredible edible egg. And so we leave our heroes in a damp underground cavern, contemplating various egg breakfast options. But what other dangers await our heroes in these burrows and on the other side of the yada yada wooden thingy? Will Ray Ray be the next tasty Greg snack? Who is Lindsay Wagner? And why would yada yada be next to thingamajigger in the Gnome Dictionary. Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving with, uh, you know, lots to be thankful for. And we hope Roll Radio is one of the things that you're thankful for. And hey, if it is, perhaps you'd consider becoming a Patreon member. 
head over to our Patreon page and check out all the fun extras uh, that you'd get as a member. And as a member, you'll be helping us, helping us keep the show going and helping us make it better and better. And we thank you for any level of support that you can give. I also want to thank Sirenscape for all the great spooky music and sound effects that I used in the in the tunnel sequence there. And check out how they can enhance your game at Sirenscape.com. And I'm very thankful for Dungeons and & Dragons and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module. We're having a ton of fun playing it. Check it out at dnd.wizards.com. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody, and tune in for the next episode where we'll see uh, what the party decides to do with those eggs.